Welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It's a blessing uh, to be able to be here with you again. I'm sitting down with Brent Bullard and Keith Hubbard. Hello. Uh, Keith, thank you for being here with us, joining on this crazy train. Uh, we are grateful uh, that you uh, have you know, led in our church and serves in our church in so many wonderful ways, and you've been a blessing, I know, to, to Brent and I both. And so uh, thanks for being here and talking with us. My pleasure. Uh, we'd like to, to take some time to connect to Sundays as we do every single week. Um, but we also do want to talk a little bit about small groups with you. And so, um, could you maybe just share like the role that small groups has played in your life? Why that's been kind of so important uh, for you and your family? Well, when I look back on my own life, honestly, I think most of the big jumps in spiritual growth has been in small groups of people. And that might not be formally, technically something you call a small group, but it's been a group of people looking at God's word together, praying together, sharing life's joys, life's hurts, and really encouraging each other to find our hope in the Lord. And so uh, I just really hope and pray that that is a part of every believer's experience to get to share the joy and the, the challenges of walking with Jesus with a group of fellow believers. Yeah. You know, in our, uh, you were on the elder board when a word worship service family, those four markers were really developed. And with the question of what is a, uh, what does a healthy disciple look like? What are four marks that, 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 that you want to mark grace by that our people can have a vision of and understanding and devotion to the word, uh, you know, not that they're necessarily in order of importance, but devotion to the word being something that marks who grace is and, and what uh, the desire is for grace to continue to, to strive for. Uh, what role, Keith, uh, does a devotion to the Word play in, in, in our small groups at Grace and the vision you have for that? Well, I remember that well. And uh, I think particularly putting the Word first and then community as family at the end, kind of as bookends, actually was intentional. Mm. Because really, I think... You know, Scripture says we love because He first loved us, mm. and so really we we look at Christ's love that we experience through people, but we know most clearly through His Word, as mm. as He teaches us about Himself. He teaches us what worship looks like, what service looks like, and I think that's really lived out, uh, loving the Word, wondering at the Word, learning from the Word, mm. worshiping and serving, all of that's lived out in a community that looks like a family. So mm. to me, I really like the fact that we start with the word that informs everything. Really, mm. how, how do we even figure out what it looks like when you and I both know how, how broken we are on our mm. most broken days? And then somehow we encourage each other and lift ourselves up through it all. Very good. What role, you've been a part of a lot of different small groups in your time at Grace. Can you tell us uh, kind of the first groups that you were involved with, first group you were involved with, and uh, the group you're involved with today? So not only do you help administrate our groups, but uh, you're a part of a small group yourself. So uh, tell us about that for you personally, and then what, what that's meant for you and, and Meredith as well. I, I have such fond memories of small groups here. The first small group I was a part of was... Uh, led by Jeff and Greta Simon, who are now missionaries mm. in Greece. Some of you will know their names. If you haven't, you ought to keep your eye out because they're just such a, a sweet, delightful couple. Mm. They were here in between uh, 
missions assignments. And uh, I'm really actually close friends with a number of people still from that group hmm. 14 years later. But uh, I've transitioned through some groups that have really been transformative. The group after that, I took on a leadership role in. Uh, I have such fond memories of meeting in my living room of a, a good friend coming to Christ through that group, sitting on my couch, and just the wonder of small groups being a place where we work out the goodness of the gospel. Honestly, I've been a part of some small group startups that only went a semester, and mm. you know it was a little rocky along the way. And the nice thing about a small group is it's not a lifelong commitment. Mm -hmm. uh, you jump in. Some small groups actually have short-term missions, say, you're going to spend 10 weeks together planning about financial faithfulness and what the Lord has to say about that. Uh, but the majority of the small groups I've been a part of, the one I'm a part of right now, I've been in about two years, and uh, we are growing together. We've done book studies together. We've worked through several books of the Bible. And I think it's best when that is centered around a time in God's word, but it doesn't end just with the discussion of his word. We have uh, common group me discussions, had multiple posts this week about people's lives. Mm. Uh, one couple both got diagnosed with COVID in the last week, mm. and it was our privilege to get to circle around them and care mm. for their needs and lift them up in prayer and do life together as, as the kind of community that I think the Lord invites us into. That's good. You know, you mentioned that component of being able to serve each other in a group. Uh, that, that's been my experience as well, being a part of, uh, you know, the first semester, being here, the, our first fall semester, we were been able to be involved with a, uh, a Sunday night group uh, hosted by the Rabs and, uh, and the Blunts, helping to lead that. And, you know, it's been amazing to see how in a short amount of time, uh, really, it was a, it was some members in our group that either were sick or had lost a loved one or things like that that God used to, in a very quick way, develop some very strong bonds in a multi generational group. We've got in in our small group, we've got single folks, we've got uh, uh, older uh, retired married couple, we've got people in all the seasons in between that with little ones and those without kids, um, and yet. Uh, the ability to serve each other and the willingness then or vulnerability to have to be served by other people. Uh, God has used that to, to, to really forge a very close trusting bond in a, in a rather short amount of time. Uh, what have you seen in that? What would you, how would you speak to perhaps our members or uh, visitors who are not yet involved in a small group? What, what role would you try to persuade them to understand uh, small groups can mean in their life coming forward in the semester ahead in this COVID season? Well, I think most people, when they're looking at getting involved in something, particularly in the American consumer context, are saying, what can I get out of it? Well, do you want to do a football team for your you know, kid? Because what can they get out of it? Will they get skills? Will they get this? And so we're sort of honestly coached into saying, well, small group, what can I get out of it? You know, mm -hmm. I'll get greater knowledge about the word. I'll get friendships. Mm -hmm. And the challenge is that's true. You will get a lot out. You know, you're never going to outgive the Lord. He is so <laughs> generous yeah. and um, his ways are good. 
But I just encourage someone who's not involved in a small group, and even somebody who is involved in a small group, to remember the Lord has promised us in his word that he has prepared good things in advance for us to be doing. And the most meaningful things, the most rewarding things that are going to happen in your life are most likely ways that the Lord uses you to bring his kingdom and his blessing to other people. So I'd encourage you, don't just think, well, I could get this, I could get this. The Lord might have equipped you with some really amazing insights or experiences to give to other people. Mm -hmm. And whether you're not in a small group yet or whether you're in a small group, Mm. be looking for the way the Lord has filled you up. He says that his living waters are going to bubble up in you, right? I mean, you can't have a spring that's not flowing out. Mm. And really, I think the joy when I encounter somebody who is overflowing with the Lord's joy, it's because the water's overflowing. It's going Mm. out. It's blessing other people. So I'd encourage all of us, and and I want to, you know, we've got three young kids. It's really easy to say, oh, I'm tired. Frankly, we're not brilliantly good at the online context, Mm. and our group went fully online in March. You know, I'm tired. I don't really want to do this. The Lord says, don't give up the habit of meeting together. Mm. And I really, I just had to trust his word and say, this is going to be good, and I'm glad we didn't cut those relationships off because he did have good things prepared in advance for us. That's excellent. You know, Stephen, I'd ask you, you, this has been your first year leading a small group, I guess, this past year. Uh, what has this meant to you as you've kind of come on and, and helping to form a new group, recruit, or everything from recruiting people into be a part of your group to what you all have found, having transplanted, obviously, hundreds of miles away from family, <laughs> Uh, biological family, what what role has small group played for you all and in, in the in the culture you're trying to have in your small group? Well, as you well know, you know the church becomes uh, your your closest family when you're away from uh, from your biological family, your direct family, and um, and that's certainly been the case for us. Um, we were a part of of, an, of a group that um, it came time where we felt good about starting another group out of that group. Uh, and so we took uh, one couple with us to to begin our group, and um, the Lord blessed uh, immediately with just people that were hungry for community. I think there was just a there's I think always a demand that people are always wanting to find more people to connect with, and um, so the Lord just kind of laid in our heart several people, and then some people came to us, and um, it's been it's been kind of interesting because we started at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. and then COVID hit, and so it was kind of a we only got a few weeks in person before. Mm-hmm moving to an online setting, but, um, our group has really pushed through that and, uh, maintained doing that and, and doing some social distanced kind of, uh, gatherings outside and that kind of thing. But, um, but you know, we've even just in that short time, we've had many life, we've had, uh, one, one couples, uh, now expecting their first child. Uh, another couple, uh, has, uh, a new child after having a couple, uh, having some some issues uh, with having children before then, and um, lots of life has happened just in those few short months, mm-hmm. and um, this really has been a source of strength for those people and for us as well. Um, and 
to see how these people so well care for each other and how the body has equipped people or how, how the Lord has equipped the body with gifts and with the spirit to be able to minister to one another. And you get to see it really firsthand uh, in a small group setting like that. So it's been huge for our family to feel like we have people, you know, that we can, um, that we can call and say, Hey, I don't have this. Can you help me with this? Or, uh, you know, we're struggling with this. Can you pray for us? And um, it's been just an incredible joy uh, to be able to be a part of that. Let me ask one question. Uh, You know, Nacogdoches can be a little bit of a transient place with the university and others. I know the couple that that you all helped to form your group with, uh, you know, they've already moved away. They moved away to to Dallas and uh, Mm -hmm. uh, the Baldocks love them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell us about, you know, what that meant for you, forming those relationships, but then having to say goodbye and how maybe that would apply to somebody that's looking and saying, you know what, whether they're a grad student or somebody that may think, well, I probably won't be in Nacogdoches uh, for much more than another year or so. Uh, as far as they think, we'll do our best to try to trick them and keep them here longer than that. Uh, <laughs> but what would you, how would you encourage somebody that's thinking, I don't know if I want to lean in and build those relationships if I know they're going to end up in goodbye, perhaps sooner than later. Yeah. The, that couple, uh, the Baldocks, we, um, we knew they were going to be leaving probably in six months, but we said, it's a good time to start anyway. Um, and would you jump in here with us? And they were, they were willing. Um, the truth is, is that the Lord places people in our lives for a season. Um, and it's always intentional, you know? Um, and so kind of like what you're saying, like we don't, what Keith was saying, we don't want to, um, you know, just put fellowship on pause hmm. and miss out on that. Um, even if you get a month with with some people that would pray for you, I mean, what a blessing! Um, and what was what was pretty amazing about when we sent them off, um, we began to help research churches for them, and we began to, you know, we helped them pack up and help them move, and we um, sent them off with things, and we've maintained contact and praying for them, and um, I think. Though, you know, it might feel a little bit awkward to invest just to rip the Band-Aid off. Um, the truth is, is that the next step, the Lord has that community waiting for you again because his body, mm. the, the Christian body, we're blessed in the United States at least, you know, to pretty much anywhere you go, you can probably find Christians. Um, and so that's a, a huge blessing. So they were able to step right out of our community that was pretty new and step right into a, another new community where they're being loved and cared for. So it's just always worth pressing in. And then you, you get the, the freedom, like, like Keith, like you were saying, it's not a, it's not an always and for everything. Like the small group is not your church. The small group is a, is a portion of people from your church that are, um, that you're doing life with. Um, but the Lord granted people for a season and then he grants people for the next season. Um, so it's always worth pushing in, um, for that. And I'd encourage you and us to really look at this season as an opportunity. You know, it's so easy to wring our hands because there's so much turmoil and uncertainty, Mm. but the Lord is not caught by surprise. And, uh, this is actually a time when our neighbors are, quite possibly looking for relationship. I've had two new neighbors in the next six in the last six months. Hmm. And this is a time when people might be open to Christian fellowship, open to visiting a small group with you or visiting your small group if you're already in a small group, hmm. because God made us to be relational creatures. 
And really what's happened in COVID is many of those sort of natural outlets for relationship have been cut off. Mm -hmm. We need intentional outlets. And uh, this is a time for Christians to be intentional about the, the relationships we can have in Christ. Yeah. Yeah, that reminds me this Sunday, we're finished off chapter 16 of John. And the final words of this chapter that Jesus gives to the disciples is, take heart for I've overcome the world. And, and the, comfort, the comfort that they have is that they are in Jesus who has overcome. Mm-hmm. He doesn't tell them, take heart because you're awesome. Take heart <laughs> because the troubles you're about to have really aren't that bad. It's take heart because I have overcome the world and you are in me. You know, that question from Philip and uh, you, know, you, you know me, I am the way and, and you are in me. I am in the Father. And so they're in, uh, I have overcome the world, so take heart. And mm-hmm. I think small groups in the life of our church, I've seen a very special way where that group is meeting at at home, whether that group uh, in, a, in a home of one of our, our people or whether they're meeting here on campus or even, uh, Keith, we've talked about po- the possibility of even an, an online small group taking place for those folks that don't want to uh, gather. I believe there are one or two scheduled for fall. So if if you're thinking, guy, I'd, I'd really like community, but it's just not going to work to uh, go to a place for whatever reason, you ought, to, you ought to consider an online fellowship, even if that's something different. Mm-hmm. We were made for relationship, and you might benefit, but mm-hmm. I challenge you even more, you might be a blessing to others that really need yes. yeah. your investment. Yeah. Well, church, uh, thank you so much for being a blessing to one another, for uh, being a good example of walking through life together. Uh, We have a great hope in Jesus. We have the good news of the gospel to share with one another and to share with our neighbors in the world. And so church, we encourage you to push in, uh, to not lose heart, to to not uh, throw in the towel, but um, to to take up uh, your cross, uh, to take up the gospel and love your neighbors. Amen. We'll look forward to gathering together on Sunday. It'll be a great time of worship. Can't wait.